Back here live at the Waterfront Village with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. You're looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. Worthless power-ups are worthless. It's like a Scottish castle fell over into a giant bowl of chili. I have liquor and no morals. Let's date. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. Guess who was hiding behind the door this whole time? It was me! There comes a time in a man's life. Classic gaming by geeks just like you. Isn't this whole podcast a circle jerk anyway, regardless of our opinions? Remember kids, random drops take time away from your life that you could be spending having sex. And now, your hosts... Luke Matthews. I never had a group of friends that I talked about video games with until I was in high school. So when I was playing stuff on the NES and the Game Boy and stuff, I was just doing it by myself, you know, because that's the kind of awkward geek I was. Eddie Isaac. And yeah, and you get Bullet, <laughs> Bullet Man. He doesn't even have his racing truck. He has, like, his old, like, Ford pickup, oh, Ford, some... Zuzu Pup. He's pounding his fist on it like, I gotta get back in there. And James Dykes. I feel like I should do that with uh, Atlas RPGs on the DS and just never open them and then resell them, like... Two years later, for three times value. Welcome, everybody, to episode seventy-two of the After the Fact podcast. Uh, it's this is seventy-two part due. Uh, <laughs> we had originally recorded uh, episode seventy-two regarding uh, centered around Strider, and it was uh, kind of um, lacking in some ways. Eddie and and James here recorded it at our table at Emerald City Comic Con, and we had no intro or outro, so then a couple weeks later, James and I recorded the intro and outro, uh, talked about other stuff, and then uh, the iPod onto which we recorded the show ate it. Um, Thanks, iPod. No idea. Uh, I have to say that I'm... <laughs> That's, that's disgusting. I don't know about that's how you the, feel about this. That's what the iPod did. Yeah. I'm happy that it took 72 episodes before we lost one. Um, because anybody who out there who listened to the, the short-lived shut Hit up. the Deck podcast... Shut up. Shut up. Uh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Plagued with missing episodes. Um, but uh, that's actually fine by me because we can um, gives us kind of gives us a chance to do it right. I think um, we're gonna we're flipping the script as it. I can't believe I actually let myself follow that line of thought all the way to its end. Um, <laughs> we are we're switching things around so that episode seventy two is just don't 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 you fucking start Macklemoring or I will shut your mic. I'm just gonna unplug it. I'm gonna unplug your fucking mic. So. Um, we're this is episode 72 this is going to be the i love turtles episode and we are going to talk about uh all of the 8-bit and 16-bit uh teenage mutant ninja turtles games and then next episode we're going to redo strider for you guys uh because we don't want to you know being our last 10 one of our last 10 episodes we don't want to just be like eh, fuck it you know we're not you don't get it meh um so, uh, that being said, uh, we will we will get into the turtle discussion in a little bit. Um, starting off, it's been a while because Eddie's been on some continent somewhere that's not the United States. Yes, uh, the United States is a continent now. Yes, clearly. Okay. I mean, all right, <laughs> that's what the Tea Party thinks, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've so. been uh, I've been uh, moving around abroad. 
or moving abroad. What's her name? Episode sixty nine all over again. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's really it's good to be back in the states. Uh, I do like to travel though. So yeah. Uh, while I was over there, I didn't. I had some time, but I didn't. The only interesting, I, I saw a lot over of there over the where over where. Oh, in Korea. Okay. So um, I had I had some time to do a couple things. Um, I got to go out see some culture and things like that. I, I went to one arcade. Um, and got to play a Korean Tekken player, which is pretty interesting. I didn't get murdered like I really actually originally thought I was would. Was his last name Un by any chance? Uh, it might have been Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, wrong, wrong Korea. That stopped yeah. Kim Jong-un to <laughs> ask a Tekken. That's, that's right. That's right. Played basketball did with Dennis Rodman. And, uh, did, did you uh, did you play any StarCraft against the army of StarCraft players? I, d- no? I don't play StarCraft, right. so no. But yes, they have you a wouldn't legion. have been allowed in the bunkers Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they have a legion over there, but no, I didn't get a chance to do any of that. Uh, I really didn't get a chance to do much. I, I did I did get to see a couple of museums and things like that. Uh, I took some took some pictures, um, but overall, I did a lot of work. So yeah, I, well, I was I was happy to when come. you get sent to a country for work, you, you generally have to spend work. the time doing work. Yes. That was Christina's problem in Europe. Like she got some time off to do stuff in Europe, which mm. is fine. But she was there for work, for so, work. so she did work. She instead of commuting from Bothell to Seattle, she was commuting commuting from mm. her hotel room to some random fucking office building in Paris. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks. Thanks for nothing, guys. <laughs> Thanks for this not vacation, Amazon. Right. But I think they sent me there for free, so I can't complain. Hooray! This is true. That's true. It was. It was a free round trip ticket. Can't argue with free. Yeah. So I'm happy to I'm happy to be back on the show. Happy to be back playing video games as I did not take my PlayStation there because I figured I would not have time to really do anything. That's why you need to get a Vita, sir, because then you can just pack it in your well, bag and take it, it with you it's and just go. Not the same as playing like playing Tekken and Marvel on it's a pretty Vita. Pretty goddamn it, close. It's, just, it's it, but you know I can't hook my arcade stick up to the Vita. You know, uh, well, so what I did upon my return though, I did I did a lot of research. I ended up going on the the eight arc, well, actually eight arc, um, they were sold out, so I had to go through Amazon. But I bought like a hundred and sixty nine dollar uh, arcade stick, mm-hmm. as opposed to the hundred seventy nine dollar and the two hundred dollar one. But um, <laughs> the the good That's thing, one hell of a racket there, jeez. Well, well, yeah. the reason why this, well, because honestly, at at the end of the day, so this stick uh, works PS PS three, PC, and three sixty, so pretty much anything, mm-hmm. every you know, all next gen. Um, and honestly, if you buy a PS3 only stick and then you pay for the pay to get it dual modded, it's going to end up costing you about the same anyway. Yeah. So sure. why not have somebody do it for you? It's warranted. It's you know been done at the company rather mm-hmm. than having it done aftermarket anyway. Um, do you lose responsiveness without having to have firmware for all three? No, I have not lost. I have not lost any responsiveness. Actually, it's probably one of the better sticks I've used. And is I've, it one I, of the I've kind got that, like 20, so. Is it one of the kind where you can like adjust the tension and everything on it? Because I don't know. I've seen can, I've seen a few of those, but you can this one, I can go in there, you can uh buttons are easily replaceable. They pop yeah. right out, pop right in. Like it's not I think I, I'm not sure if I told the story about how I had to take apart one of my Horries and actually resolder buttons to the board. Uh, they were they were PS3 specific, mm-hmm. so when I had to replace buttons on them, I actually had to unsolder, pull it out, take one out of one of like the crappy sticks I had, and resolder it back in. That's just a lot of work. So aside from fighting games, what else are you playing? Bleach Soul Resurrection. 
and I, which I think the official title is Resurrection. And you know, I don't understand about my tone. What, yeah, what I don't understand about Bleach is that it's a Japanese, it's a it's a Japanese manga, Japanese anime, and um, but when you get when you get into the Iran, like all the Iran cars, they all speak Spanish. Like <laughs> that, I have not figured out why or like why there's so much Spanish terminology in it. Hmm. But there's a lot. Is the actual anime set in Spain, perhaps? No, it is not. Not at all. It is set in Japan. <laughs> Got no idea. Strange. But um, so Every, it's everything a, about Japan is strange. Japan well, that's is, why you have Japan, you know, is, Japan is strange. Sean Connery played a Spaniard once. That's so true. Well, that's whatever. Right. So, hey, so did Ben Kingsley? So did Mandy Patinkin? <laughs> hey, Ben Kingsley is playing a uh, a Chinese man. No, so, he's not. Yes, he is. It's the Mandarin. He's playing a character the Mandarin. called Mandarin. The Man- he's not playing hey. a Chinese man. You know, we're, we're actually going to get into this discussion <laughs> on, on fucking all, af- also, on TSP tomorrow. So, also Ben Kingsley is is Indian. Uh yeah, yeah. His, his his real name is Prishna. Yeah. Yeah. So, so technically <laughs> yes, white. he's Asian. Yes, he's Asian. He's from the continent of Asia. He's definitely not white is okay. the key. <laughs> anyway, so Bleach Resurrection um it's it's not the typical the old school cell shading that you've seen in like Dragon Ball and like when cell shading became really really popular and every game was cell shaded. It's it's like slightly it's slightly up from that. It's um it's it looks the same way that the new Sly Cooper does. It's it's got okay, that it's yeah. it's got a really good look. It it follows these follows the story of the last Arankar arc of the anime. If anybody watched the anime or the Arankar arc in the in the manga, and um you that's where the story picks off. The story the story picks up where um right after Aizen leaves the Soul Society. So and that's the portion of the game. That's pretty much the portion. You've of already the game lost me because right. I don't I don't very well. So anyway, okay. hopefully there is a listener out there it's that a, actually. It, it's a three. Hopefully, it's a there's three, a listener. Yeah, out there. it's a three hundred. <laughs> hopefully, it's a three hundred. Yeah, uh, three hundred sixty degree beat 'em up. So enemies approach you from all sides. So you know, it's actually one of the few games I've ever played where enemies will not hesitate to hit you in the back of the head. Because if you ever see a lot of beat 'em up games, the enemies will stand there and let you fight them one on one, or they won't attack you from the back. Well, no. it's because com- because developers get bitched at because people get hit in the back of the head. Right? Hey, so, watch your back. Yeah, you know. So, so it's um, kind of like a Dynasty Warriors type. Yes, it's style. got the Dynasty Warriors feel. Um, the it's it's got it's there's not a there's not a collectathon thing in there. Like on the board, find the hidden mirror and collect a hundred of these mirrors. But some of the things you have to do are pretty stupid as far as the trophies. <laughs> um, you have to like max out everybody's levels. Okay, so the max their level max is two hundred. And you have a oh, that you have a miserable. map. The funny thing is, the map is similar to Final Fantasy X's map of powering up. So where you can move once oh, you once you okay. fill up your square, your circle, you can move into other people's circles. Okay, yeah, right. And 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 the circles are unlocked. Powering up is unlocked by the other characters powering up also. So say the main character is Kurosaki Ichigo. Once he reaches like level ten, somebody else's map will open up for him but then another character their map might open also so it allows them to power up more as well interesting so you've got so like all the characters are basically interlinked, interlinked. in how they advance right so. right because he's got a he's got an alternate form a holified form that can't power up anymore until he until the main character reaches like level 66 and then now the other character can power up more so it's it's it forces you kind of to play all of the characters. You you, you know you, you want to play all the characters. So I got a question for you. What is it fun? 
I've been playing it a lot, so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I've been playing it a lot because I'm a trophy I'm... whore. No, because this is if you're looking for an easy platinum trophy, this is definitely not one of those games. It is a game that takes hours, and not not that it takes hours because it's difficult. It takes hours because one of the trophies is max out every character because their trophies are retarded. Yes, yeah, it, yeah, it, okay. exactly. But I've been I've been playing it, but particularly I'm a fan of Bleach, so. You know, I enjoy the game because of that. Yeah, because of that. Just you know, just that alone. I mean, there's some truly stupid stuff in there. There's there's a part in the game where you got to fight like four tough bosses all at once, and and you know, another game that did this was Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden had a mission mode, Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden Sigma Two, and the last mission you had to fight like all of the main bosses. It was like on a boss the rush. On, they're on the screen at the same time. Oh yeah. And it's like seriously, how 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 am I supposed to do this? Yeah. Not my thing. Why? No. Why am I doing this? Can't do that. But so, Bleach Resurrection, I would definitely re- recommend um, getting it if you're a fan of the game, if you're a fan of the anime or fan of the manga, um, and you like that 360 degree beat 'em up feel, like the Dynasty Warriors feel. It's going to be fun for you. Cool. What about you, James? What have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I've just picked up a, a PS3 finally, so I'm back. I'm into the the modern era. Next I've gen. Nice. Finally, Dude. finally jumped into the 21st century, kind of. Yeah. Um. And I got it because my PS2 is the the laser's dying on it, and I don't want to take the time to re- get the laser replaced <laughs> on a on a 15 year old system. Yeah, no shit. Um, so I've been replaying Final Fantasy 12. Nice, okay. um, nice. And I've also been playing uh, MLB 13. The show, the nice. show, the show. I could never get into the MLB games. Like, I mean, they're they're good games. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just partially that I'm not. I've just never been into baseball, Fair. and so. Meh. I like, think um, there was one on PS2 that I played a long time ago. And it was pretty. It was pretty good. But like this like, is the like the the sh- the show series are probably the best since MVP05, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is when uh, EA lost the MLB license, and then I think that's the last time I played. Yeah, God, sports exclusivity, dumb. It's so stupid. Yeah, but then again, you're talking about the same organizations that think that uh, local blackouts work. Yeah, right. uh, ever, right. about sure. anything. Yeah. So, local, come, yeah. come and see the Sounders uh, if everyone shows up for a game. Yeah. Come and see the Seahawks if the stadium is full. Um, so I've been playing that, and I've also been playing Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni, it's so you guys bad. are further in the game now. How is the game? Uh, I'm not really further in the game, and it's still fucking awesome. Okay. And the reason I'm not further in the game is because every time I sit down to play it, here, here's, and people who've listened to the show for a long time will know how how fucking weird it is for me to say this. I, I just go grind. I mm. step into the game and Level I go up. fight shit. Yeah. Because the combat system's fun. Yeah, like it's yeah, super that's, fun. That's the thing I notice like, is that with uh, the the way the battlefield works and you get to move around and, and set up your attacks and, and things like that, it's very similar to FF12. In some ways, yeah. Uh, it's a little more active than it's FF12. It's a little bit more active than FF12 um, because um, if you haven't played it, uh, you basically give your guy an attack or a command and then for a period of time he'll follow that command so you yeah. then walk up and hit whatever enemy you're closest to or whatever. Uh, you can cancel if you need to to, to fine-tune your commands, but otherwise you can just set it and forget it kind of and then once that once the time bar for that command expires you have free movement around the okay around the battlefield do you you like rpgs oh yeah by nino kuni period yeah like there i guarantee you like it okay like it's like all the best elements it's it's nothing there's nothing it also in has wonderful a wonderfully bad translation which oh, i, I so appreciate yeah. as well it's um 
it's there's nothing in particular about it that's spectacularly original. Okay, but it takes all of the it it like I mean it's, steals, it, it's, it's kind steals, of an RPG greatest hits. Yes, it I mean it's steals a straight all up the JR, best. It's a straight up JRPG, yes, yes. right? Okay, and it steals all the best elements from JRPGs and puts them all into one game, okay. which makes it fucking phenomenal. Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, because I, I mean, I haven't really been playing anything. I've been playing Sly Four and and fucking Hot Shots Golf Vita, which we talked about a billion, <laughs> billion times. Um, I wanted to talk real quick before we uh, uh, before we move on to the game about uh, the PAX uh, situation for PAX Prime <laughs> this year. Um, tickets very quickly moving. The tickets uh, the tickets went on sale a few days ago. Oh, no, they're gone. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they went on sale. Fifteen minutes. Oh shit, they're gone. <laughs> Did you see the meme where the the guy from South Park? Yeah, it was just in packs passes on sale, and, and they're gone, and they're gone. <laughs> um, four day passes sold out in fifteen minutes. Uh, Saturday passes sold out in an hour and a half. Uh, the rest sold out in about six hours. Um, it was a little longer than an hour and a half because it took me about that long to get through the queue, and I got four days. I got four. St- four of each day oh uh, yeah yeah so that's where i wanted to go was it took it took me almost two and a half hours to get through the queue yeah i, um, I got in at like the the announcement went up at 10 i got in the queue at like 10 30 and i or i purchased my tickets around noon so this is the part that i'm going to complain about is that there there was virtually no advance warning there yeah. was there was a single tweet and they were like Pax passes are on sale, and then <laughs> expected it to go. Excuse me, expected it to go viral, which it did. Everybody was like, <laughs> you know, and uh, everybody jumped into the queue. And I, I understand that in some ways that was probably a defense mechanism because if they give advance warning, then the system's just going to crash. Because if everybody knows it's coming, they're all going to jump in. And t- waiting, yeah, exactly. Waiting, yeah. However, refresh, refresh. Go fuck yourself. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is bullshit, especially for people like, especially for people like me who've been to all but two PAXs. And I love going to PAX, and I almost missed out on going to PAX this year. Yeah. And that's that's just bullshit. Like, I, I fucking aggravating. Anyway, but yeah, uh, the PAX Pass situation is getting to the point where it's almost as bad as, well, it, in my opinion, it's actually this year was almost worse than San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've seen some people online compared to like Burning Man. Yeah, last year I uh, I tried to get, or we did get San Diego Comic-Con passes, had almost the exact same scenario where we were, we logged into the system, no joke, we logged into the system f- maybe 40 seconds after it opened and we were not able to get four day passes for San Diego Comic-Con. Um, we ended up getting one day, all the one day passes, which is fine, but it took us, and it took us about 45 minutes, maybe an hour to get through the queue and get our passes and get done. And for packs, two and a half hours, like it's clearly, there's a, it's, it's a broken system. There's it's getting wrong. to the point now for these events, especially for San Diego Comic-Con and PAX, and I think Emerald City is probably going to get to that point eventually, mm-hmm. where you almost have to know somebody. Like yeah. you can't. You, it's like trying to be the regular guy that goes on, logs in, gets your pass, and stuff yeah. like that. It's almost it's it's getting to the point where it's really fucking stupid. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And the thing, so here's the thing. This is my proposal for this. That the thing that aggravates me the most is we live in an age of the internet. Why do I actually need to sit in a queue on a website? Why does that ever have to happen? If you know my place in line, then 
let me log into the system, mark my place in line, mm-hmm. take my information, and let me fucking go. Yeah. Right? Take my credit card information. Take my let me let me figure out how many passes I want to buy, and then just run through the list offline of you know everybody in order and run through all their information and handle it on the back end so that the users aren't stuck sitting there staring at a computer screen for two and a half hours. Definitely makes sense. I mean. And if and if there's a if there's a problem with a compu- with a credit card or something, then you can call somebody and give them an opportunity to you know give them an opportunity to to fix it. And if they can't fix it, then you take the next person in the queue right. and you know sell them to them. Do whatever. But it's like there's no reason in the fucking modern age of computers why I need to sit there no, and there watch no, while no. I, while the fucking timer runs. I know what, yeah. what specifically made me pissed off this year, like definitely about Emerald City, was the fact of well, I mean, I didn't have this problem, obviously, but for people that I knew, you they did their order and then they still had to stand in line to like pick up their pass yeah. to go inside. That's a problem with Emerald City. Yeah, I should if I go online and I and I order my pass, you should send me my pass or something. Exactly. Like I shouldn't have to. I don't. I don't like. Our, shouldn't our, have to wait in line to wait in line. It basically, makes no is, fucking yeah. sense. That makes no sense at all. That's and that's luckily Pax doesn't do that. They just yeah. mail you your passes, which is cool. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I assume, I don't know why Emerald City does it the way they do it, but they shouldn't. They should just mail people their yeah. passes and, and call it, it was, a day. And there was a lot more, I mean, I went last year, and last year compared to this year, there was definitely more people there. It was oh, like, absolutely. Every day, like not just one yep. day, every day. There was definitely more people there, and I'm pretty sure I can expect that PAX is going to be the same way this year. There's going to be more people. Oh, yeah. PAX is just going to – you're going to be swimming through right. bodies for and what four we were, days. And what yeah. we were discussing earlier was that it, it's almost getting to the point where they need to actually – Find two buildings that are in close proximity and split it up, or something. Or, well, or Pax get, already has. They have the convention center, and then they have the theaters over in like the fucking Annex, Paramount, and the Paramount, and the yeah. But even still, the hotels like, it's, next door, and the Fifth Ave, and the and the fucking Benaroya Hall. Yeah, there's just there's like, just not enough. There's not getting, enough space in that area for for something that yeah. the, the size Pax needs to be. Yes. It, it's going to need demand. It seems like it almost will need like the clinks, which is why <laughs> like a stadium. Yeah. Like. Which is why it w- um I really want to go. Christina, when she was in Europe, got to go to, uh, um, Oh, that's right. Gamescom. Gamescom. Um, yeah. yeah. And she was saying that their convention center in, in Leipzig is absurd. Yeah. Like she said that the game Gamescom, as it was, she said, took up probably almost as much space as PAX and only consumed two out of five convention buildings. So, And they were all, they're all flat. Mm. And they're laid out in five rows next to each other with connecting, connecting buildings. So it's instead of, you know, Seattle, the Seattle Convention going, Center is fun out, and it's awesome, but it's go got here, fucking get, yeah. maze. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it it's ridiculous. It's, it is. I, you it's know, a puzzle the, box. Well, you know, when you have something like, if you go, like, New York City, I don't know, have you ever been to Madison Square Garden? No. Okay, well, you know, the garden, you've got this huge freaking just uh, coliseum pretty you much. You got the yeah. arena and then you've got the little uh, you've got multiple yeah you've got you've got so many different places centers next to it yeah centers and stuff like that like you if you hold something there you don't it's like that's a place where you don't run out of space. If Seattle as a city is going to keep holding major events for different you know different genres or different cultures then they need to 
accommodate for that. PAX is the only one that does it. Though. Yeah, Seattle it does. Really Seattle doesn't want to hold major events. That's the the whole that mindset no of the city. I mean, but that's also like, what makes PAX so awesome, right? Is that I mean, yeah, it's cramped and yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, Seattle's like but, what the the was it tenth, eleventh biggest city in? Oh, it's, US? it's like, the thirteenth no. biggest market, uh, media market. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so why I, I don't I don't because because politicians and leadership in this area want this to be still be a, a backwater, or just a, a, a lazy. Uh, it's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. We're run by hipsters. Yeah, exactly. And hipsters and hippies. You've got yeah. plenty of places to do your hipster and hippie bullshit. <laughs> so, I mean, you got a lot of room. Well, for that's that. a, that's the thing is like I I honestly <laughs> believe that um, like the Portland Convention Center is actually. I don't know if it's bigger. It certainly feels bigger it's than the Seattle much Convention better Center. Laid out. Much better laid out. Uh, yeah. The problem with the Portland one is that there's no goddamn hotels around it. Right. So I there's no hotels and there's very little parking. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there. We're going. I'm going there next week. I guess Stumptown Comic Show. Is hey. Next so week, are we? So. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll be staying down there for that. So I'll get a chance to see it. See the Portland. So yeah. Anyway, PAX uh, sold out in ridiculous, you know, forty-two seconds, and uh, it's getting. To, it, it's what I said online, and I'll say this again here: is that this this is the tipping point for me. This year is that is the tipping point where I have to now decide: is this con worth the the effort, the headache? Is it worth the headache to to go to this convention? And I, if it's like if it's worse than it was this year, maybe not. All right. So for the last for goddamn ever, because uh, we're Emerald's so bad at holding a schedule. Nine months for the last it nine been, months. It has been a long damn time since we have done a show and actually gotten it out to the public. Uh, it's so um, we blame Dwayne. Sure. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> He's not here to defend um, himself. It's his fault. So uh, we've been playing, this is our I Love Turtles episode, and we played a whole shitload of Turtles games. And oddly enough, we all kind of played a slightly different, different group stuff, of yeah. games. Um, I played uh, Turtles 1 through 3 on the NES and uh, Turtles in Time on the Super NES. James, what did you play? Uh, I played Turtles 2, uh, 3 on the NES, Turtles in Time, and uh, Hyperstone Heist on the Genesis. Hyperstone Heights? Heights, is that what Heist. it's called? Heist. 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 Hyperstone Heist. Heist. Okay. Heist. What about you? I played Turtles 1, I played Turtles the arcade game, and I played Turtles Tournament Fighters. Did you play the arcade version of arcade game, or did you play the NES Turtles 2 the arcade game? No, the arcade version of arcade okay, game. Okay, okay. So, um, I guess I guess the best way to structure this is... is I think I think we'll talk about we'll talk about Turtles One a little bit first, yeah. you and me, Eddie, uh, because it's very different from the other ones. Fuck that game, um, <laughs> straight up. It's it like the, the the idea of that game though is is far more interesting than the six thousand beat 'em ups that came out. Okay, the it. idea. Yeah. Yes, I will agree. The, the execution I, is ex- horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Turtles so one. bad. Yeah, the ex- the the I, the idea great. Execution shit. Turtles One is fucking oh, infuriating Jesus it is infuriating on so many levels so for oh. those for those of you out there who haven't played turtles one turtles Just one is don't a, even fucking bother it's <laughs> it, it's a side-scrolling it's uh action, it's like, a side-scrolling action platformer well, hold on side-scrolling action platformer with 
with kind of an overland map, effectively. Okay, yeah. Where you have a top-down like uh, thing where you're <laughs> where you run around this overland map, and then you drop down into manholes uh, and fight in the sewers. And the sewers are the actual um, are the actual levels uh, levels where that's it's a side-scrolling like platformer. It's it's. It's kind of reminiscent of Zelda 2, I guess, would be the style oh, or other games. Like, like a I, little I Ninja Gaiden y, but not Bionic as cool. Commando, kind of. Yeah, but without the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. without the Bionic Commando gimmick. But the whole idea that you have this giant overland map, and um, and there are a lot of areas to explore, but you don't need to explore like more than five of them. Right. Yeah. The, different, the difference being that the overland map in TMNT is an active overland map that you actually yes. walk around and do stuff, which yeah. is. Which is what makes it terrible, because you have an open an open world overland map littered with manholes, and who the fuck knows which one you're supposed to go in? <laughs> like this is before uh, this is before uh, the internet and walkthrough guides. So where am I supposed to go? I don't know. I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to Pick go. Pick a random spot around and you you drop in a manhole. Awesome. You go through. You find a bunch of stuff. I don't. I now I, now I know exactly what this game reminds me of. Um, it's this terrible Sunsoft game. Oh, Sunsoft. Uh, you said Sunsoft. Adam's Family Fester's Quest. Oh. Fester's Quest. I haven't, I haven't thought about that game well, in years. I haven't years. thought about the Adam's Family like, in years, but okay. Like the, the whole game, the whole, that whole game is you're playing on this Overland map. The, the, there's just one level, the, this gigantic level uh-huh. you're in, and then you go into buildings and explore in there once you're halfway through, and then, um, and then everything is just bad. <laughs> everything about that game. Everything about that game and, is just, and just fucking bad. miserable. Uh, that is that is one of the problems. Uh, the 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 that is the biggest I think problem that I have with the first TMNT is that the idea is great. The 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 overland yeah. map yeah. and you, you're dropping into sewers and the sewers will take you, you to a the new location. Turtle van. And yeah. You get the turtle van later where you're shooting missiles at things yeah. and whatever. That's fine. The God, the execution is so awful. The the controls are bad. Uh-huh. The the graphics are bad. Like uh-huh. oh, so repetitive. Oh, yeah. it is. It's oh, it's the most redundant thing ever. It's super repetitive. None of the graphics actually. I haven't read the the, the original comic source, but none of the graphics are evocative of the 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 cartoon at all. Well, and that's where it came from, though, is that all of these games actually are built on the built on the the cartoon from the late eighties. They're mm-hmm. none of none of them are built on the original Eastman and Laird stuff. Otherwise, right. they'd be a fuckload bloodier and darker. Yeah, yeah clearly. Um, but um, the it's it's mildly kind of evocative of the cartoon, only because you actually fight. Enemies from the cartoon, like you, you know, you rescue April and she's in her yellow jumpsuit, and Shredder's there, and Splinter's there. I think there's Mousers, but there's not a ton of like foot soldiers or anything. There's There's, like there's there's these dogs that are jumping around. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird like enemies that don't belong, right? right? Because you would think that you'd be fighting more like the Foot Clan, like the Foot Clan clan and Mousers and the 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 guys with the, the. lightning whips right like, yeah and instead you have instead you have like fire golems and weirdos in weirdos with chainsaws and it's like, like it's like it, it's, it's like just it's like, like turtles like, fantasy <laughs> it's like it's like it's very much in my opinion like a lot of other games that we've discussed on the show like like uh mario 2 and stuff it, fe- it doesn't feel like it was built to be a turtles game it feels mm. like it, it was just built and then they re- repurposed mm. like yeah to, like it was re- reskinned right. to be uh that makes sense something else so you have you know you end up with enemies that just don't make any sense um and the there's 
there's I wrote down notes for each of these games because I know that we were there's so many games we're going to talk about there's right. things I want to touch on and I want to try and do it fast um, I already touched it on like the super repetitive level design which I think was horrible I, I made it where did I go I got to the third or fourth level in this so you got but, past the dam I did barely, F- but the, the only reason—the only reason I got <laughs> past the dam was because I was following a guide. Um, <laughs> because I was following a guide for this whole game. Because I tried playing it once uh, weeks ago when we were first talking about it, and I'm like, I have no fucking clue where I'm going. Yeah. I have no idea where to go. So I opened up a guide. I have, I have the time two minutes and fifty seconds burned into my brain <laughs> from, <laughs> from that fucking mission. So my first question, uh, and I'll pose this to you, Eddie, since you uh, played it recently. Why would anyone play as any character but Donatello? There's no reason. <laughs> right? Donatello has he has the range. He has the when you jump, he like you can, can shoot hit every, down. It's he the ninja guy down. spin jump. He is he, spin jump. he's yeah. pretty much he's that the, staff it, that staff has a short range reverse attack. So right. when you fire, you if there's somebody behind, behind you, get, it'll hit them. I can hit people behind me. Donatello is the ultimate character in this game, and so that's why what you do is you play as the other three turtles first. To get them out of the way because they're gonna <laughs> die, and then you play with Don. And then you play with Donatello because if you play with Donatello first, you hate yourself for the rest of the game because you only have four <laughs> lives and it's the turtles. You don't, you can't respawn. There is no respawn. Yeah. You die. You die. I'm gonna tell you, I hate the dam. I really hate it. Oh, it's and I just the swimming it, level is, and it's the worst thing ever. The controls are abysmal. And the contr- yeah, the controls are horrible. Uh, Jumping for it, listeners, it's, it's, for listeners, real quick. The level is there's an overland level which is a dam, and the whole purpose of it is that the Foot Clan has planted bombs on the side of the dam, and you have to swim around and disarm the bombs. Um, and then once you get into that level and you're swimming around, it is some of the worst. Control mechanics. It's like Echo the Dolphin. Also, the mission is timed. It's easily as bad as Echo it's the Dolphin. It's easily as bad as... Uh, yeah, which... also the mission is timed. Also, if you failed the mission in the time limit, you don't get to continue. The yeah. game is over. You start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that... Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's... it's That... That is... That level... That, that, that part right there is the big... Fuck you from Konami. It's like, oh, uh, but we're not done. We're not yeah. done with fuck yous. No. So in the next mission, you get you get the, on the on the overlay map. You get the the turtle van, That's and right, you yep. get and you get a, a, a some missiles to blow up some some barricades yep. that the Foot Clan has set up. Um, but you, you can run out of those. You, you, you only have a certain number of missiles, <laughs> and there's dummy barricades that don't actually lead anywhere. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so you can run out of missiles and get trapped to a point where you, soft you, lock the game. Soft lock the game. Yes, I. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yep. Man, you can. I remember doing that when I played this game as a kid and I, thinking to myself, I, that was actually the point where I stopped playing because I was driving around and I shot a bunch of barricades and I was like, ah, oh, sweet fucking missiles. Blur, blur. And then I drove around and I'm like, oh, there's a barricade here. No uh, missiles. Uh, can't get rid of it. Can't. And I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Who, done. Who thought yeah. it was a good idea to give kids who would play this game a limited amount of missiles? Because, um, as Micatron was fond of putting it, uh, when we were children, we were partially retarded. <laughs> so, uh, we, we just didn't care. We were just like, borderline retard. No, <laughs> like, I, I remember playing this game. And Konami hates, I'm sorry, Ultra Games. It's the same fucking company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I miss the Ultra Games logo, though. It's yeah, like, the, the it is the same company, but it's like that. I remember, and it was funny because that was one of the things that I, when I was looking up information about this game, and they're like, Ultra Games, and I'm like, oh, I remember that logo. Yeah. That was all over everything when I was a kid. Um, 
Yeah, swimming level was terrible. Why is there a spinning fireball attached to the side of the dam? What the fuck is that doing there? Like, there's already electric fences and shit, but why is there a spinning, like, Mario-style spinning fireball? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, ex- well, why, why Why? is the, the, the kelp in there electrified? I don't yeah. know how that works either. <laughs> yeah, um, the other... One of the other things I wanted to touch on real quick was this game definitely suffers from the um, the it, it's 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 weird. It happens in reverse. We've talked about this with games before, where it's got um, mini boss or end boss turns into normal enemy oh, uh, syndrome, hate, yes. where oh, you'll that. you'll encounter a boss at the end of a level and you'll fight it, and then in the next level, it's just a He's normal, just normal enemy. Guy. He's just a normal guy. And What's worse is that somehow they've managed to do that and do the reverse of that in the same game, where you will fight a boss and he will become a normal enemy, and then you'll go three or four levels and that enemy will just be around and you have to fight them all the time. And within the same level, you'll stop on a screen and the music will change, and that same enemy is now a mini-boss again with no new attacks, right. with no no color swap, just, no just power, stats, just not even stats, just there, except, oh, there's new music, and you got to fight this guy to get by, and you had to anyway, so why the fuck are you making him into a mini-boss when he's it, littered it, throughout the level anyway? It, it suffers from the whole, like, we want to try to make... So pretty much it's like, the way I saw this game was, we want to try to make this game as hard as possible and annoying as possible. <laughs> so it's like, so pretty much, it's pretty much, it's, Konami's basically saying, hey, don't play my fucking game because I don't want to play something that's, that's annoying and hard. Hard Mission accomplished, yeah. Konami. Let's move on. Hard, I got it. Okay, fine. <laughs> annoying, I got it. But hard and annoying? That's like being wet and cold. Yeah. It just sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. It just sucks. If you Watch. don't want to play your game anymore, Konami, you've succeeded. Yeah, you've yep. succeeded. Konami wants you to hate yourself yes. for playing this game. And I did at the end and the last thing that I'm going to mention the grappling hook dumbest use of a special item ever ever. you go into a level you get the grappling hook and then all you do is you go to the top of the level and about every five feet there's a gap and you hit the button and the grappling hook makes a bridge and then you walk across it walk five feet, make another bridge until you run out of grappling hooks and that happens to be the exact number of gaps that you needed to cross yep. and then you don't get grappling hooks nope, anymore. None. And that's your only <laughs> fucking user. <laughs> Fuck you. None, you get, you're done. Grappling. The world's grappling hooks supply has been depleted. <laughs> All right, so moving on from TMNT 1, we move on now to uh, three iterations, four iterations of the same game. Um, seven iterations the same. Well, that, yeah. that, that's the only game they knew how to fucking make so TMNT two, technically 2 the second game that came out on the NES was TMNT the arcade game Yes, it was an 8 bit translation of the first arcade game that came out let's see the, the TMNT 2 came out in uh, 89 in the arcade and 90 on NES so uh, TMNT 1 came out in 89 in the NES and 1990 on everything else. It yes. was on... The only system it wasn't on was Sega Master System. It was on fucking PC. It was yeah. on Amiga. It was on fucking Amstrad. It was on... Sorry, like, Amiga users. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> this is the one game you get to play, and it's fucking <laughs> awful. Mm. That's There you uh, go. That's how it was right there. And then uh, <laughs> TMNT 2, the arcade game, came out in eight, the next year, 89 in the arcade and 1990 on the NES. 
it was a side scrolling beat em up a la every other side scrolling beat em up that's ever been made. Pretty yep. much. Um and the uh so you played the arcade version. Talk yes. about the arcade version first because the I'll, and I'll talk about the NES version. Okay, so the arcade version, I mean of course you've got I, I don't want to get them mixed up because I played both. So the arcade version you've got um you got your four mm-hmm, your four mm-hmm. people that can be playing at the same time. You're pretty much going through the levels and you're fighting foot it's it's Foot soldiers, I'd say, like, 90% of the people you fight are foot mm-hmm, soldiers. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, they throw a random enemy in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know um, you get to you get to a point, you fight, of course, you fight Bebop, you fight Rocksteady. And you always you fight always Bebop, fight and, Bebop Rocksteady. and Rocksteady. My, I, I, honestly, I like the game. I, I still like the game now, and I liked it at the time. It's got the same problems, though, that every beat-em-up has. My range sucks compared to my enemy's range. Yep. My enemy can always interrupt my attack for some apparent reason, mm-hmm. regardless of what I have. I've, I've got nunchucks, I've got size, I've got, I've got a bow staff, I've got swords, but the enemy can always interrupt my attack. And what I really, what I think the thing that got me the most was, you've got that, what they did was that they've got that magic sliver of life for the bosses, right? Now, of course, the boss has no life bar, but what they do is they flash. Right. So, so when they get start to get die, they flash, they flash, they flash, they flash. But when they're on that final flash where they're flashing a lot, the panic the attack. Panic attack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The yeah. panic attack. It takes forever to kill them. It's yeah. like it's the same way with now where you have life bars in games. They'll get that little sliver of life, and it's like no matter what you do, they hang on. They're always they're, blocking or yeah, dodging, they're always blocking or like or right dodging out of the way, it, right. And the way the way the enemies move on the screen, because it's a side scroller, and pretty much your most of your movement is is better diagonally than it is yeah. laterally. The it sometimes makes the enemies hard to hit because it's the same th- problem that we had with Golden Axe. If yes, you remember, you think it's you're like lined up. you think you're lined up, yeah, but yeah. no, they're like one layer below you. Yep, or and something. they can always move. They can always instantly move out of that layer when you're trying to attack, but you never can, can when they move, are. Right, when they Like are. you can never if you move up and down, they always they're like glued to you like they're like it's a fucking three-legged <laughs> yes. race, right? Just <laughs> cannot move. They will always hit you. But if you approach them, they're like moving up and down like ha ha. Yeah, I, I got a question. Donatello has a giant bow staff. Mm-hmm. And it's like six feet long. Mm-hmm. Raphael has two little size. They're like a <laughs> foot and a half, if that. Why do they have the same fucking attack range? Yeah, isn't it awesome? <laughs> that is fucking great. <laughs> because secretly. <laughs> because there is literally, in especially in the NES, and we'll, we'll talk about the NES version now, uh, there's no difference between the characters in none, this particular none, version of the none, game. None, none, Zero. none of them are stronger. The, none of them get a special attack yep, or anything. It's the, the weapon, same shit. It's, it's a slight graphical change depending on what attack, yep. what weapon you have, and that's it. Yeah. That's, that, that's it. It's pretty much... It, Pretty much the characters are palette swaps yeah. yep. for each other. There's nothing. This is one of the most mind-numbing brawlers I've That's ever played so in my life. Awful. I didn't even make it very far in because the first time I played it, I played it for, I played, I think I played through the first two and a half levels and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was such a button mashing monstrosity. Hey, that's all. That's what it and is. And I remember loving this game when I was a kid because uh, obviously I'm fucking stupid back then. <laughs> yeah. But uh, another, another, not... another complaint I have, environmental hazards hurt you, do not hurt Do not hurt enemies. enemies. Yeah. That was in the first game too. In the first game, yep. uh, enemies could drop down into spike pits and wander around. And but you, you can't. But, but you don't can't. you dare no. do that. Um, the one thing that surprised me was uh, um, the Pizza Hut 
logos showing up. Oh, in the in the NES in one? the yeah. NES version, pizza. it was it was you're just walking by yeah, and next to a random door, there's a Pizza, pizza. Hut logo, and it's not even a it's it's barely a pizza. I mean, it's a small, sliverly, fucking fifteen pixel Pizza Hut logo, but it's there, and I'm like, really, Pizza Hut actually like they, they fucking paid money. sponsored, yeah. yeah, paid for a sponsorship for this, was- and that's what they got out of it. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody got duped. Yeah, I I made it to um, I I can't remember what the actual device is called. What's the device that they used that Kang used to roll around in the big oh yeah giant yeah, yeah, yeah. machine thing? The second went, to last boss, one, it sounds like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So I made it pretty far. I mean, yes, it's redundant. Don't get me wrong. It's like and and I really hated fighting. I want to say it's Bebop that's got the that's got the the little sonic gun cannon thing. Right before you drop down the sewer, so you you're like on street level. You're fighting yeah, that's Bebop. Yeah, okay. And he's one of the bosses that does the whole flash thing, and on that last final fucking panic attack, it takes forever to freaking kill him. Yeah, and it's just ridiculous. And of course, Shredder's ultra powerful. And I mean, I yeah, it, it's, it's it's no nostalgia even for this game because no, I didn't play. I, did. I, I actually I did. I, I didn't play the arcade I version. Played, I played the arcade version a ton, and like I went back to it, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Fuck and I this, think, "Fuck this!" Fuck everything about it. Right? I don't. I don't ever need to play a brawler again where there are no differences in any of the characters, and and no differences in the levels. No, especially this one. Like, it's bad enough. It's bad enough. Like at least we'll, we'll, at least we'll the arcade had colorful enemies and colorful. Yeah. We'll see that that was definitely a difference. The NES looked like it was a dump oh, on another a, dump. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of turds walking around. Yeah, it was like it was like gray and olive drab. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, awesome. I will say this: there's a definite difference in arcade. Uh, arcade stick response time and control response time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, without without a doubt, just everything. I think that the arcade controls are they 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 did not port well to the console. No. Yeah. Speaking of arcade controls not porting well to the console, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, the Manhattan Project. Wow, the controls got worse. I didn't play this one, so I the controls got worse. The game didn't get any better. Could not the believe graphics still blow. The it's the same game. It's the same. Don't, game. Let's not let's not pull any punches here. It's the same fucking game, um, except now they've got, they've got that awful uh, muffled voice. It's so bad. It is so bad. Oh, and um, apparently the the someone at. Konami or somewhere said you wanted to have a real score counter instead of how many enemies have you killed. I don't fucking get that either. I don't, yeah, I don't that know. was a waste of time. No, um, no, don't ever play this. Don't play Manhattan Project. Manhattan Project is terrible. I mean, I it's, did not like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two because it was, it was. Both of these games are the worst iteration of their genre. There, um, there, there's nothing. There's nothing unique about them. The the IP isn't even interesting enough to make it to make that overcome you know the game mm. the game. I mean, play. the IP could be interesting. Could enough, be, but the, um, the the Nintendo just didn't have the horsepower to make it interesting. Yeah. Make it interesting. You're yeah. just playing. You're just playing a, a shitty brawler with shitty graphics. Yeah. And what baffles me about this is these games are late. These these are late gen NES games, right? Yes. I mean, this is like this is 1990, Manhattan, 1989. Right Manhattan yes. Project so came 91? out in 91. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same year as Super Mario World. Uh, mm-hmm. These games, there are 
there's no excuse for them being as bad as they were, no. except that they were made by Konami. Um, <laughs> Konami. So thanks, Ultra Games, for fucking us again. The worst part about uh, TMNT three for me was the um, the first two levels are like it's like I just stepped right out of TMNT two and was playing the same game, and then the third one you're on this like rocket board, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the cheapest way to completely take all of your actual control out oh yeah it's like you move for shit and all the enemies get to hit you all the time you move for shit your your board never really leaves out from under you so it doesn't really matter right so it's if you if you think about it in terms of what the level's actually doing you're on a rocket board you can you don't you don't change the screen there's a there's a um a moving background to make it look like you're flying when you're actually not it is the exact same thing as just being on a static screen walking back and forth fighting enemies except the the background's moving by so it it's in all ways less interesting than the normal gameplay for the yep. game and there's nothing unique or interesting about it at all. So it just, it, it's just, that's where I get, or no, I, no, I, I got farther in this game. That's right. I, I gave up on the second one early. It was the third one that I actually made it all the way to the floating city. And that's actually what I wanted to bo- talk I about. Not, I did not get that far. There was level four, I think. I think it was right after the rocket board level. There's, there's two brawler levels. There's a rocket board level. And then you rocket off to this floating city it's it's manhattan in the storyline sure okay whatever Um, it's been lifted oh it's manhattan that makes a little more sense because there's i'm just i was you know i vague now i vaguely remember the game because at the the intro has got they're like taking manhattan and they're lifting in the air yeah Yeah, that's the the whole plot of the game is that the shredder and krang are are trying to just steal manhattan yeah got it they pull it up into the air and that's what that was like i didn't I didn't pay any attention at all to the storyline because I was just like button mash through to yeah. go button mash some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was the first thing that I said is like, wow, I'm, a, I'm on a floating, I'm a city floating in the sky and there's manholes that lead where? <laughs> <laughs> Out the bottom. Yeah, I was like, all right. And Out I'm the bottom going, of the island. At least, I would make, at least I would make dying from falling in a manhole make more sense than it did in the fucking arcade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't the turtles yeah. live in a fucking sewer? Jesus. And you know what? That's right. That made no sense. No sense whatsoever. I made it to that <laughs> part. Gave up. Couldn't do it anymore. Um, and this is, where, this is where things get a little weird for me because I was, um, having played through these games... Uh, I had very little nostalgia for them, and but the game I had a nostalgia for was fucking Turtles in Time. I, and you just had a shat on, didn't you? I loved this game when I was a kid. Um, Bad news. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> the SNES version is not good. It's so bad. It's so terrible. It's, it's, it's just oh. as fucking boring as the Nintendo one. Uh, the graphics are prettier because it's on Super Nintendo. I'll give it. I'll give it more than the the NES one, but not much. And, um, and the boss fights are slightly more interesting. The boss fights are a little more interesting. There's a couple of things like there's some fun things in it, like throwing enemies. You know, like the the, um, fir- yeah. the first Shredder fight in the fir- first level. That fight's actually pretty. cool. That's what I was gonna say. The the fight. Um, are you talking the one where he's in behind the, ru- the yeah, turret? Yeah, to throw the yeah, foot like, soldiers at like him. You're, you're behind he's behind a turret and you're and he's shooting at you and you throw foot soldiers at the screen to hit yeah. him like that it's it's very reminiscent of the first fight in Battletoads the first boss fight in yeah, yeah yeah it was it was an interesting idea and it was kind of neat um I do have to say I mean the graphics in this game uh 
the sprites for the characters look really good. Um, they're, they're, backgrounds are terrible. They're big, they're colorful. Backgrounds are awful. Yeah. Backgrounds, just like every other brawler of its time, they're yeah. re- repetitive backgrounds. And changing levels, that's the one thing that was the worst about this. Take all of the tropes of a fucking standard brawler, and then you... You one, you layer on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So every kid is like, "Sweet, I'm the turtle and I'm Raphael and yeah. yeah, and then totally, dude." And Pizza. then layer again, layer Turtles in Time. Holy shit, mm-hmm. we're gonna be time traveling and it's gonna be awesome. You don't actually time travel in this game for like five levels. It's like four levels, and then once you do, it does nothing. It, it yeah. has zero effect on right. gameplay. It it palette swaps the backgrounds or like you go to prehistoric times and you see you're in the forest instead of in a street you're still fighting foot soldiers you're still fighting (laughs) the same enemies occasionally in the prehistoric level literally the entire length of the prehistoric level there is one spot where like dinosaurs run through and that's it and the rest of it, you're still fighting fucking foot soldiers. Foot soldiers. And then you and, go to and, a, and you go on the pirate ship, and you're fighting foot soldiers. Foot soldiers. And then you get to the end, and it's Rocksteady in a fucking pirate hat. Now Fuck that's you. what I was gonna say. <laughs> Rocksteady in a pirate hat. Pirate, pirate Rocksteady and Bebop is the only saving grace of yeah. this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that's pretty awesome. I want to know that fight in the in the token Roger fight's actually pretty good. I'm still trying to figure out where yeah. where Shredder gets all these foot soldiers. He's literally got a billion of these. They're foot soldiers. they're robots. Yep. Sure. Well. I no, they're they're robots. That's fine. But how does the, he how does he manufacture them all? It doesn't matter. It's a fucking cartoon. He's got a giant fucking technodrome under the sun. There he goes. What is the technodrome? The voices in oh, this it's game. <laughs> Let's kick shell. Cowabunga. <laughs> T- t- uh, teenage bear, mutant uh, bear metrosexual my, turtles. <laughs> bear my shell at wounded knee. <laughs> And it sounds exactly like it's very much how that wounded me. <laughs> That's King Shell. Oh my God, really? <laughs> they sound like they're tired the whole time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, let's kick Shell. Oh, uh, Cowboy. Teenage um, Mutant Tryptophanic Turtles. <laughs> it is, it is all of, they trot out all of the same tropes that, that Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah. Same you know, thing. Every fucking thing. It's the level designs are non-existent because there aren't levels. You're walking through a flat plane, fighting waves and waves and waves of the same enemy over and over and over again. Um, Who and oh, don't they do the thing where they run into the screen? They just like try to kick you. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, it's, right. it's all the same thing. And then um, I'll say the same thing that I th- I think if I didn't say this in the in the Streets of Rage episode, then I'll say it again for this one. Fuck. Elevator levels in brawlers. Oh, what the yeah, fuck? It's horrible. It's it's the exact same thing you're, as the you're, fucking rocket you're, rocket you're pad stuck thing. In a you're just, you're, you're stuck, stuck in a room. You're coming up and the enemies are dropping down yeah. and stuff like that. And it's you're so to, dumb. It's and it's you know what? And that is a staple in like I'd say nine out of ten out of ten brawlers. And you know the bad thing is like I think even freaking. I think even God of War even did that, and one of those they oh had, yeah like, they have a, elevator they levels. Had an elev- in that, yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, it's like seriously. So have, this like twenty years later, we're still doing Ratchet this. and Clank had elevator levels, and it was it's just as annoying there too. Yeah, and it's it's just it's frustrating to me because so here's one thing I will say: the Turtles in Time arcade game is still enjoyable. I like the arcade version, but only multiplayer. 
Like, yeah, that's, it is, yeah. It is not fun single player no, ever. No brawler no. ever no. is it's fun single, single player. player. You know, no, um, no. Because, and that's the same thing that, you know, I, I've said this with other games. You've got that, you X-Men know, people, the arcade was the same way. Yeah. yeah. People, people talk about some of the newer newer school brawlers and talk about how awesome they are. And there's games like, like Castle Crashers is a good example. It's still the same so, fucking yeah. thing. It's just, re- it gets really I have, repetitive. I have no urge to play a brawler by myself. No, ever. No, ever. No. Can't do it. Brawl by yourself. Multiplayer no Turtles in Time, the four-player arcade machine, being able to play it is awesome. It's really it's just, fun. It's awesome. It's it's, fun. it's, it's actually it fun. really fun. It's the fun. SNES yeah, when, four, when four you get to go beat up on on Pirate Bebop and Rocksteady. That's that's <laughs> sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just every single by yourself every single four-player brawl I've ever played, whether it be Turtles, whether it's uh, Avengers. They had one yep. like all Simpsons. Of them. Simpsons. Um, Turtles and Simpsons are literally the same game. Yeah, yeah they, they're they the are the same game reskinned. They are, and it's just but they're Sunset awesome. Riders is the same Sunset game Riders, reskinned. Oh, Sunset Riders, but yeah, it's four people. Great by yourself, not so great. Not, yeah. not, not so fun great. at all. Not, not fun, fun at, all. at all. And the Super NES version it, is made worse because it's only two player, it, and it looks worse, and it controls worse, yeah. and it's just. It sucks because this is this is one of those games that I'm sure people who are listening are going to be like, "Oh my god, they're playing Turtles in Time. That game is so good." Blur, blur, blur. And I will I will let everybody out there know, the arcade version's still good. It really is. Yeah. Just multi- have friends. Just, if you just have, have friends, friends, multiplayer. If you have friends. So this is where I'm actually going to also bring up. Um, I played a little bit. They in 2009 they did Turtles Turtles in Time Reshelled, yep. which is a it's a you know 2D 3D. Two. Mm, HD, update 2.5 HD, D. yeah. It is. It's a port of the arcade version, uh-huh. which it's actually. If you have four players, it's really fun. So, um, it's it's still a brawler. So you can't, you know, take that. Take what I just said with a grain of salt. It's still the same fucking game, right? It's still a brawler, right. and it's still the same shit. And it'll be fun. You sit down with four players. It's fun once. Right, you yeah. you run through it. Yay, this was good, and then you'd never play it again. Right, but of of all of them, it was it was a decent update, and um, it was you know it was it was worthwhile. So, last two games that uh, we haven't touched on so far, uh, James, you played the Genesis one. Yeah, so the, on the Genesis, instead of getting Turtles in Time, they got a game called the Hyperstone Heist, which okay. is kind of a remix between. The original arcade game and uh, Turtles in Time. Okay. Um, there are less levels in it. The levels are much longer. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Okay. And so there's less boss fights. Well, although, that's, a, that's although actually that's not a good thing in a brawler because the, the brawlers are the all about boss. Longer fights. levels means more inane fucking more foot soldiers, right? And then you end up with like a boss rush at the end before you get to the last level. Oh goody! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the graphics are worse than the Super Nintendo version. Not Just surprising. Not surprising. Uh, the one interesting thing is the enemies are a little bit smarter. Mm. Um, there's a there's a dash uh, you can use. Well, on your... yeah, that's because the Genesis put more effort into their AI instead of their sound chip. Wow. But you have. <laughs> But you have a you have a dash. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> we almost had to buy Luke a new uh, microphone, yeah. <laughs> or a new laptop, one or the other. Yeah. Um, but there's a dash movement you have. The enemies um, are they're they guys designed with that in mind. So a lot of them will 
move in when your back's turned to them and yeah, you okay. turn back around, they back off. Hmm. So you have to dash in to, to get to okay. them, etc. Um, but other than that, it's another fucking beat em up. Smart it's the same, same it's fucking, fucking beat em up. So then to move away from the beat em up games, because that's what the one, the more than anything else that this episode has taught me, no. the most disappointing thing that I've, that has taught me is that, is that there was one somewhat original kind of platformer that was unfortunately executed and then uh, eight versions of the same fucking game. <laughs> uh, same much. same fucking brawler. Except you played Tournament Fighters. Turtles Tournament Fighters. Best fighting Turtles. game ever. No, actually, no, it's one of the worst it's fighting so games bad. ever. <laughs> it's actually really bad. Um, uh, better or worse than Clay Fighters. Ooh. <laughs> It's got to be worse. It's worse. Clay Fighter is worse because Clay Fighter was kind of original. Yeah, I yeah. guess it was. It was so it had that about it. But so what Turtles Tournament Fighters did? It took all your favorite characters from the Turtles cartoon because it's based. It's based on that, mm-hmm. um, and it puts them in a fighting game. So you've got Baxter Fly, you've got Shredder, you've got Casey Jones. Of course, you got all four Turtles. Who is missing from all the other games? Oddly enough, there's a Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. Casey Jones wasn't a very big part of the cartoon from my yeah. Well, he was and he wasn't. I felt like he yeah. was. When I was a kid, Casey Jones was the character that I loved out of those cartoons above all the he others. Had a, yeah. He had a golf bag with the, a bunch what, of stuff yeah, in it. Yeah, golf, <laughs> golf bag with a bunch bag of stuff. With like a mask yeah, the hockey yeah. mask. Yeah. He was Obviously, like, he's awesome. He was like yeah. Jason as a good guy. Yeah. yeah so Yeah, and in the, com- in the comic books, he was a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he was. <laughs> like, he was. He's just like he's pretty oh, much a psychopath you, in the movie too. Yeah, yeah. He, he pretty much is hockey sticks and baseball bats and pretty much every blunt object known to man yeah, yeah. in the golf bag. But um, so you've got all these you got all these people in this game, and that's the nostalgic part because you're like, oh, like I remember this character from the cartoon. I get mm-hmm. to play as them. I get to play as Krang. Or, and then yeah. you start playing. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. And it is just, I mean, okay, let's. Hitboxes, uh, pretty much yeah. non-existent. So it's pretty much you. I mean, I mean, you like some a lot of so much shit does make sense. So Michelangelo can spit like a fireball ish type thing out of his mouth. It's all that spicy pizza. Eating. Like I don't Obviously. know what it is. He's actually spitting. You've got he, he's pretty. He's got like he is a party dude. Yeah, he he's got this weird uh, uppercut move. Like it's almost like. It's almost like they tried to take Street Fighter and then use like nin, uh, Ninja Turtle characters and kind of it's well yeah that's because that's, that's all they point. really yeah. would have yeah, had and then it's I mean, it's horribly it's horribly unbalanced like honestly though Michelangelo is probably like the best it's like him and Shredder are, like the two best characters in the game Baxter Fly is totally fucking useless um, so it's World Heroes with turtles <sighs> yeah World Heroes. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's got the. I mean, it's just like turtles history dynamite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fighters. <laughs> it's got. It's just like there's so many bad things. I'm trying to think of the good things about this game, but there's don't so worry many, about it. There there's so many bad things. Like it's like, well, you know, oh, they got setups. They got this. No, there's no setups. There's no setups. There's no spacing. Like if a character, this is a game where if you have a projectile as a character, you are at. Ex- you are a distinct advantage. A character with no projectile in this game is just like you might as well just not even pick them. It's horrible. Um, it was a good attempt. It, the uh, it like does, it doesn't I sound like it was a good attempt. From what I I'm appreciate. Hearing. Let me. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. 
of giving me something that would give me some type of like I get to pick my favorite characters and actually have them fight in this type of battle royale type thing. But it actually ended up just being pretty shitty. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the epitaph of this entire show. They seemed like they could have been cool. They ended up being pretty shitty. Oh, I meant to talk about supers. Supers in this game are. Uh, so again <laughs> turned right. out just being kind of shitty yeah um yes. no, turtles on 8 and 16 bit don't do it no Not at uh, all. Don't i do it. Not i would at all. say i would say my my advice is go find an arcade if you've got one anywhere around you that has turtles in time and play it play it in the arcade with a, a few friends you can enjoy luckily that. luckily we have like if we go down to portland there's ground control they have a they have a four-player turtles in time machine in and there, i can get and drunk like, while i'm playing it exactly ah. and if you go in there after 5 p.m there won't be any kids yes um so uh if you have an arcade where you can play the arcade version do that if you do not have an arcade where you can play the arcade version i would say go ahead and pick up Turtles in Time reshelled and play it with friends like once, Sp- like split the cost and play it once. Or 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 hear me out, hear me, hear me out, hear me out. You could just totally spare yourself, or the you torment. could spare yourself the torment because you know what? If you've played a brawler, you've played you've this played game. This, you've played Turtles. You, it is. It is. It's every brawler ever. It's every brawler ever. Um, w- really, really bad fighting game. Three, four, really bad brawlers. And one horribly executed, really bad platformer, and unfortunately, that is that is our take on on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games throughout the early nineties. So for episode 73, we are going to go back to Strider. We're going to do 70, 72 Redux um, and do Redux, for Redux, Redux. Culture, folks. Um, which is actually good for me because it gives me a chance to play the uh, the actual NES version of the game. I don't know if that's good for me or not. But I, it's, it's, it's not like play the Sega not, version. But, um, if I can get a copy, I will. Um, so I, I will. Uh, I, I played a lot of the arcade version. Now I'll go play the NES version, and I'll actually be able to be involved in the show this yeah. time. So um, we will uh, episode seventy three, which which is actually going to be uh, we're compressing the timeline a little bit so that we can get back on schedule. So seventy three is going to record a week from now. Uh, hopefully that means that it will actually release a week from when you're listening to this as well. So uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, 74 is going to be Mega Man 3. So the next three episodes are Strider, Mega Man 3, and Battletoads. Um, I'm not looking forward to Battletoads. Um, can we just can we just air the the Proton John Battletoads? <laughs> Battletoads. <laughs> Battletoads. <laughs> oh, fucking fuck the fucking... The fucking rocket sled level. Oh my Jesus! Anyway, uh, so yeah, for the next three episodes, we got Strider, Mega Man Three, and Battle Toads, and then uh, th- that will take us through episode seventy-five, and that will start us off on our final five episodes. I will, since it's been a while since we've been on the show, I'll go ahead and reiterate the final five episodes. Uh, we are starting with a, a dual game episode on seventy-six of Metroid and Metroid Two. Uh, Seventy-seven will be Street Fighter Two, like as whatever versions we can get a hold of. Yeah, all, 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 eighty-five, all, eight, versions. all eighty-five versions of Street Fighter Two. Uh, episode seventy-eight will be Earthbound, which, uh, if any of us has a Wii U, which I don't think we do, uh, it might actually be out on Wii U by then, because um, that's something that got announced. Whoops. By the way, everybody, yeah. Earthbound is coming Wii out on U? Wii U. What's that? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then the final two episodes, episode 79, is going to be our first four-way, foray out of the 16-bit era, and it'll be Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And then episode 80, the final episode of the show, is going to be Legend of, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, um, which I've already started playing on the, on the 3DS. So hopefully I will have finished it by the time the show actually airs. Nice. So... Uh, you can check out our other podcasts, Trade Secrets Podcast. Uh, that one is not ending. So if you like hearing us bullshit about stuff and you're into comics at all, you can watch or you can listen to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Um, or you can watch us on Trade Secrets Premium. Oh, yeah. Trade Secrets <laughs> oh, Premium. Right. Trade Secrets HD. There you go. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Uh, it's absolutely meaningless for the After the Fact podcast now, but do it anyway just so that people can know how awesome we are for when they want to listen to the back, is- uh, the back episodes. Back issues? Oh, oh and speaking of back episodes, uh, FC Neo Tokyo uh, hit me up on Twitter and said that because he knew the show was ending, he was going back and listening to all the all of the old episodes, and he, has, he said he's up to ActRaiser, which I believe was episode 8 or 9. And... Um, Early in the show, we had done a a Gauntlet 2 episode where we all played Gauntlet 2 on uh, Christina's arcade machine, and we filmed the whole thing. And um, he was saying, he was asking if the video, we talked about the video for for a whole bunch of time uh, because we, we just... Uh, Patrick was going to edit the video together into... Was that the one where you could, like, save your character and... No. Okay, no. that was that one. Okay. No, that, that was Gauntlet Legends. Legends, that's Gauntlet right. Gauntlet Legends, Legends. Yeah. okay. Um, no, this was old school Gauntlet okay, 2. Okay. Um, so he asked if the video exists. I don't believe it does. Um, mm. Patrick had put something together. He'd taken bits and edited them together. And it's he said it was just it was just dumb because <laughs> it really was like even when we were doing it we knew wow this is this is kind of awful like we're not really talking and and eventually we just all lost interest and it's hard to talk like we got a, to level we got to level and play <laughs> we got to level fifty five in that game and that's Jeez. when I left that's when <laughs> I just I'm like I'm so done. done and I think uh, I think. Uh, Micatron and Christina made it all the way to 70 or 71 um, but I couldn't do it anymore I was just like I can't I can't I, I yeah. can't I can't you want to talk about redundancy yeah, yeah. so um, didn't uh, FC Neo Tokyo also have a question for us um, yeah we'll we'll do it on the next show because this, right. this one's running a little long all so right. um, yeah so no I don't think that video exists anymore but I'll ask Patrick and see if he's still got it anywhere and maybe we can throw it up just for the fuck of it <laughs> um, so yeah rate us on iTunes if you want to go go take care of that you can follow us on Twitter the main show feed for however long it'll be around is at after the fact pod I am at geek elite James is at James FNX Eddie is at Sambo black uh, with no C in black uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash after the fact podcast. You can friend us on XBLA and PSN and Steam if you've uh, if you've got the accounts. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the last, uh, I guess now seven, eight episodes of the show, uh, feel free to email us at after the fact at geekerific.com or you can hit us up on Facebook or hit us up on Twitter. We will, as we did with uh, FC Neo Tokyo's questions, we will we will answer them on the show. And like I just mentioned to, to James, uh, Mitch, we will get to your question about movie games during the next episode. Um, and anyone else that wants to talk to us, come feel free to talk to us. We're lonely. thank you uh thank you eddie for coming out uh so soon after coming back from the nether regions of the world thank you james for joining us on a monday night absolutely yes i am luke this has been episode 72 of the after fact podcast and we are out out out